Shagai EDI, man. Welcome back to another edition of the Outlaw Show, man. The flyest show around. And in the effort to always keep things fly, I got one of the flyest <laughs> young voices on the hip hop scene today. And she's a female. Her name is Lizzie Jeff. Welcome to the Outlaw Show. Thank you for having me. What's man, up, world? Thanks for coming, Queen. It's so beautiful here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on my show, man, because uh, we first met. At my roses event, yep, man. Yep, Shout out to Penny really Lane, of course. Yep, Penny that Lane. was an epic, one of the more epic days of 2021 uh -huh. for me. And you hosted that. Yeah. Yeah. You did an excellent job <laughs> that you, day man. hosting it. You set the vibe real nice, man. You really had to be there. I'm sorry if I if I could beautiful. bring this vibe of that day to y'all right now. I, I would, man. But uh. Unfortunately, I can't do that. I ain't a magician on that level. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? That, yeah. would, that, would, that would take some there, different kind of alchemy. But you had to be there. She was. Yeah, I was there. And she uh, set the tone for the day. And um, I was like, wow, her vibe is uh, it's a different vibe right there. You know what I mean? I didn't really know what you did. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And, and, and uh, even how you ended up on a boat. But I did. <laughs> I trust Penny and Penny, uh -huh. you know, put it together and, and did an amazing job doing that. Shout out to her again. And um, I see now why she picked you. Mm, that's right? love. Yeah, that's love. Yeah, no doubt. So let's get a little history <laughs> okay, on you. Let's go on. to the beginning for our viewers who may not know. Lizzie Jeff, where you from? Uh, how you got here? <laughs> Spaceship, car, train, right. thing, you know what I mean? Right. Let I us know the history. That. Yes, yeah, so the history, and I and I do want to say that day on the yacht was a beautiful, just miraculous experience on a warm, sunny, I think it was a Sunday it's afternoon, yeah. and Marina Del Rey just cruising on the marina, and something that I remember specifically, you know, shout out to Penny Lane for putting that whole experience together. That day, so many of the other yachts that were going by were filled with people that looked like us. So it was just real powerful on many levels. And then Thanks. to see all the people that you love, that love you, pull up in such a creative, fly way to honor you, to hear the different stories from what you mean to so many people was powerful and to be able to host that you know and you didn't know me you feel me and that says a lot about penny lane that you trusted her um with that vision and it, it turned out to be a powerful experience for me as well and so thank you you know for allowing me into your space to celebrate you in that Pleasure way was all mine, literally. and now here yeah. we are again uh-huh and so to answer your question my name is lizzie jeff and i'm from los angeles from the Crenshaw District, you feel me? Yeah. Right up the street from Lamert Park, not uh -huh. too far um, from, you know, Crenshaw and Slauson. And my family is migrated to LA from Louisiana, New Orleans. So I have a lot of history there. And I spent a lot of my childhood growing up in New Orleans and just going and staying and being with family and being just part of that energy and that culture. And so between New Orleans and LA, you know, both cultures have Great inspired cities. me yeah. in so many ways. And you hear it in my music, it's just heavily influenced by a lot of the people from, you know, what No Limit did to what Cash Money did. 
and also with West Side Connection did and Snoop and so um, I just want to create music you know that is reflective of where I'm from of my culture paying okay. homage to those that paved the path and through that the music has served as a vehicle to take my message global and so the message of my brand of my record label is Zen and Kush Zen and Kush Records and I've been able to just show up in the dopest, most creative, flyest ways through curated events, uh, art, music, with the. And we're gonna get to them events too, okay, man. Okay, yeah. If y'all exactly. don't follow her, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. You need to follow her. We're gonna yes. get to those events too. Okay, Zen and Kush are the name of those events. Yeah, you see, she's sitting there rolling up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm over here. Enjoying my napalm pain, man. Shout out to Exodus Z. Okay. Exhibit for blessing me okay, with this. Okay, exhibit. You know I mean? Exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. And um, you know here at the Outlaw Show, man, we very cannabis friendly. Why do you feel like marijuana goes so well with your message? And, and, and where did the Zen and Kush inspiration actually come from? That's a wonderful question. Well, yeah, I'm good at that. What I do, <laughs> it's the nah, perfect, it's, I, perfect. It's, it's a great concept, and I, and I, you know, I enjoy watching you uh, move about and, and, and spread your message. So I, I want to know that. where the inspiration came from. I love that. So yeah, the inspiration. So the the first part of your question was about the cannabis. The cannabis. Okay, so I'm from L.A. Right over there, South South Central, somewhere considered in the mid '80s. And during that time, it was the height of the crack epidemic, the war on drugs. We were seeing a lot of destruction to our neighborhoods. There was a lot of black men and women being hauled off by the dozens, handcuffed um, for nonviolent cannabis crimes. Mm -hmm. And they got swept up in the war on drugs. Yep, in the war on drugs. A lot of us drugs. did, definitely. And so for me, having that history seeing that hearing the stories of the panthers of the warriors of those that the bosses that you know came before me in my bloodline for me it was important to utilize um my connection spiritually that i had with the medicine and tell that story and so i developed a relationship that was even more spiritual with cannabis at some point in my life in my you know in my late 20s and I realized the power of cannabis P cannabis is the gateway to the healing to uh, reparations to all of the things that we have been yearning for in this new earth cannabis is it through creating wealth in our communities Absolutely. through opportunities through um, providing the healing to go back into the hoods that was demolished through the war on drugs that are still being demolished to bring that healing, to bring that education. I got aunties and uncles that look at me funny when I'm at holidays, dinners or whatever because they don't approve of like my lifestyle with the cannabis because of how we were um, conditioned to believe no doubt because in it the was past it, it was it was used the word gateway in the past they used to try ah, convince us that it was, it was a, a gateway, gateway drug. drug to cocaine crack and heroin and all these other right. drugs but your spin was a more positive one it was a gate you say it's a gateway to healing and I agree with you yeah. it is a gateway to healing and reparations the financial aspect of the cam cannabis 
industry is undeniable. Right. You know, and um, the seat it can't be held kept a secret no more. Um, a lot more of us are coming to the table, you know, and getting involved on that side of the fence. Yeah. And so, part of that that era, the '80s era, you say, was the inspiration for you to put this together, Zen and Kush. Okay, so thank you for bringing that back. So I wanted to set that context of like where I where I came from and what I saw. And fast forward, I was in you know five six years ago working in a dispensary for many years, and I was the only black woman working in that dispensary. Mm -hmm. And for every single day, I was. I would literally watch people come in on a certain vibration and leave on a whole new um, <clears throat> frequency. Yeah, I know that's right. And people that were depressed, I saw someone that came in, they were on 18 prescription pills a day and over maybe an eight month to one year time frame, I saw them go down to, you know, from 18 to 10 to 7 to 5 to 1 to where they came in and was like, I'm literally on no more prescription pills solely because of um, my connection with cannabis and my practice with cannabis. And I'm seeing this and I'm like, dang, they was teaching us something different. They told me my brain, you remember they would make those commercials, they would come into our classrooms, interrupt class, and they would tell us lies about cannabis. This is your brain on drugs. You feel me? Right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. They just lied to us about everything. Oh, no. How could they? How can I, as an event producer, as an artist, as someone that loves my community and wants to uplift my community, create a space where we can teach people about this stuff? I would be invited to perform at events in the cannabis industry, speak on panels, dozens and dozens of events and every time I was the literally the only black person in the space amongst uh, farmers, distributors, bud tenders, oh, yeah. owners and I'm like this is not reflective of what's really going on because when I'm on Crenshaw when I'm in Lamert, it looks different even when I'm in other places and so I wanted to create an event space, a space and experience for people that look like me, that look like Stephanie, that look like all of us where we can learn about it we could experience yeah. it it's but it's heavily infused with hip-hop culture and it's heavily infused with sensuality and erotic art yeah because it makes sense man because two things that bring people together uh-huh weed and music man <laughs> exactly you, I, you know what i mean that's that shit is undeniable right there you know exactly we, as a human race come together for two things weed and music and yes. you're putting it together in a very stylish a very mature and also a very sexy way mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah, and as a female you. artist that. you see that you see a lot of female artists empowering themselves through sexuality and um, grabbing people's attention what is was that a part of your uh, your thought process when you decided to you know uh, present yourself to the world yo I'm loving the questions I'm loving it um, you know what let, let me say this there came a point where when I was rapping, you feel me, like when I first started out, I knew I was good, but for some reason I just didn't feel confident, as confident as like when I see, you know, Queen Latifah performing. And I'm like, okay, I need to work on my confidence. And so I made a commitment to work on my confidence and be powerful in that. And part of that was owning my femininity, owning my sensual essence, because I got three brothers. I grew up okay. playing sports my whole life. 
I used to wear like braids. I used to I always wear J's and basketball shorts. And I was just on my little tomboy energy. And I love that. It was fun. It was fly. However, some of that was due to me kind of hiding my femininity a little bit. And so I just wanted to tune in deeper. So once I started practicing these various rituals to celebrate myself as a woman, I started to realize that the power of feminine essence literally manifests anything you want in this world. We can literally birth life through our portals. Mm -hmm. And so I was realizing what else can be birthed through this energy. And so to answer your question is like, as a woman who's tuned in, who understands the power of sensuality and sexuality, and I feel good if I wear a cute ass V-neck, you know, because I'm celebrating my breasts because they're beautiful. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm trying to fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's about celebrating the beauty of the feminine essence, and so that is part of it. But it's natural. It's not forced. It's just who I am. Nah, and it doesn't and what come I off. Exude. It it doesn't come off force that you know as as a, a man observing you and, and observing how you do what you do it doesn't come off force and and sometimes with other artists it does if i gotta be honest uh -huh. it looks a little bit you know um of a, of a, of a stretch but me as a, as an mc as well and and appreciating female mcs my my first favorite rapper was mc light okay you know what i'm saying from from yes. from, from brooklyn new york and she was um she had a way of being very masculine in her tone but obviously a woman obviously uh -huh. a female and she never hid the fact that she was a female which was which i always thought was dope and it wasn't forced and you are you know on that spectrum as well with your music and, and what you do now let's talk about these events that you put okay, together too sure. because yeah, shout out to MC Light for sure, man. My first favorite female rapper. I actually, her album, Light as a Rock, was the first album I ever bought with my own money. Mm. Was wow, Light as a Rock. That's, that's fire. That's how much of a fan I was. That's man. fire. Yeah. Go look her up, man. MC Light, Cram on the Sand, yeah, Georgia Porgy, so many classic, yeah. classic records, you know what I mean? But to your events that you put together. Uh -huh. Now, they are very sexy. It's a lot of women in negligee and everything like that. And it's <laughs> Absolutely. Very, it's very uh, eye-catching. Yes. But me, as an entrepreneur and, and, and a businessman in this industry, I was impressed that you put this shit together city to city. Yeah, city to city. Like, I did it. round of applause for that <laughs> shit right you. there because uh, I know what it you. takes to put events together. I've been in the, you know, the concert business for a few years. You know, shout out to the whole Welcome to the West team out there. Okay. And um, it's hard work. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is Definitely. hard work putting it together, promoting it, finding venues, finding right. people to right. come together, yeah. get all these moving parts right. to move in unison and, and get it done. Yeah. Um, What was the inspiration for those events? And like, do you have a team or are you just a one, a one woman, you know what I mean, you army out here, you know, like, Wow. Let the people know how you're doing this, man, so they can be inspired. I love that. I love that. The inspiration, Zen and Kush. I was I was in L.A. I was on the scene. I was doing some stuff with the radio stations. I was, you know, doing the interviews. I had my own hip-hop blog, so I was interviewing all the artists just on the scene and doing events. And, like, the events were getting some of these dope artists 
that I had made friends with from interviews and stuff like that. So I was able to like build a real solid, like fly ass, you know, reputation with the event curation. And eventually when I got the, when I was working at the dispensary, the cannabis, learning more about it, I was so excited and ready to share this story with our people. And I wanted to fuse that energy. And so Zen and Kush, you know, I was like, I'm an artist, I got music. I need to book myself. I'm starting my own record Hello. label. How do I create a platform where I can perform my music, teach people about cannabis, um, give people the opportunity to feel good and look good, while also um, creating a platform for other dope-ass artists that I love to come and express their music too and their healing and whatever it is. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start this dope event series. I know all the cannabis brands, they gonna sponsor. It's gonna be lit. I'm gonna be the flyest girl in the cannabis industry and this hip hop shit. I'm gonna do it. You feel me, Lizzie Jeff worldwide. And I wrote it down and the name came to me immediately. And for some reason, you know what inspired the name? Um, I was thinking about uh, Snoop with the gin and juice. That was Snoop, right? Back yeah. in the day? No doubt. And I was like, dang, gin and juice. Like, that's such a classic. You know, it just came to me. I'm like, right. when you hear gin and juice, I mean, some people will be like, oh, the drink. But a lot of people would think about like hip hop and, and that song. It'll immediately come to you. And so I was like, OK, gin and juice, huh? I was like, zen and kush, zen and kush, because I wanted to fuse this um, this like expression of uh, healing, zen energy, yeah. Reiki. Um, body work, energy work, eye gazing, all these various like forms of healing modalities with our culture, what it represents now as well as where we came from. And some of the greatest rulers have been the rulers of the great kingdom of Kush. And not only that, Kush, when you think about it, I ask people, I'm like, who comes to mind when you think about the word Kush? People say Snoop, Wiz Khalifa, Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, all these iconic men. And so I was like, well, how do we, I want somebody to say Lizzie Jeff when they hear Kush. It gotta you know, be, how do we redefine it? It gotta be, you know, somebody represent the feminine energy on that because women smoke weed too. Exactly, I and I just wanted to tell our story as well yeah. while including the men. Yeah. And so Zen and Kush was birthed. Uh -huh. And um, it's just that fusion of spirituality with the healing medicine, with hip hop, cannabis, and then um, the sensuality. No doubt. Because you got to make it sexy. Got to keep you it sexy. Me? I agree 100%. Ain't nothing like so are your women. events, these sexy events, are they all female, female only? Or? No, they're not. Okay. They're open to everybody. And there are a lot of um, women only events that happen. And I think that's cool because as women, we do need our spaces. However, I'm like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. It's going to be sexy. I want the men there. You have to be of a certain vibration to even enter the space because you may see a naked woman and you see all shapes, all sizes, all colors. It's about celebrating the goddess. It's like a right. priestess temple when you walk in. So even though it's roses everywhere and the aromatherapy and you got the aphrodisiac tonics and the lingerie and the beautiful women rolling up your herb 
the men are welcome into the space as long as they acknowledge um, that the goddess is the goddess and that she will be honored in that space and she is beautiful and so yes because as women are learning we doing our V-steams we drinking our alkaline juices you feel me we working now we starting businesses we getting it popping meditating so it's like I want our men to have a space where they can see us while being turned on of mm. course but in a way where they feel ignited to start a new business write a new book go send a positive voice message to their mother you know just uplift and show up for women in a more elevated uh godly way no doubt and you perform at these events exactly. you perform your music as well yeah so i get to do exclusive music that's not out anywhere um depending on the city and the configuration i have a pole dancer I have a sax player, a harpist, different configurations in man, different cities. That's a whole vibe. Right it's there, a motherfucking man. vibe. That's <laughs> a whole vibe. It's a vibe. Hard playing. Yeah, and yeah. when you leave, people message me seven days, 20 days, a year later, like, I'm still on that wave. Like, ever since I left Zen and Kush, I got a new house. I found the love of my life. I closed on the da da da. I started a business. I made my first million. You know, some people are like the first stage I ever performed on was in a Kush, mm -hmm. and they're doing incredible things in the world. And wow. so, my intention in creating it with my feminine energy and my creativity is literally being reflected in the experiences that people are sharing with me based on, you know, what was activated in that space. And so, that means everything to me. So, to answer your question, is there a team? Um, as of January 1st, 2022, I will have assimilated my first official full-time core team of five people. Nice. Okay. And so it has been a one-woman show as far as like booking, hotels, rentals, venues, Amazing. set design, practice for the song, calling my DJ, making shit happen, sending the invites, promoting the event. And now that I've been able to take it on the road, and see what type of energy I need in the team. I've been able to get very clear on the level of support that I need and the level of the person that needs to come in. And so it's opening up now that I've been able to get very clear on my vision, I, I am gonna be working with the team. But what I'll say is in every city I go to, there are people that show up for me ready to work mm -hmm. ready to put in work and so i appreciate that yeah. otherwise i would zen and kush is the community it's not just me it's like i could be off on the island with my titties out sun gazing sipping a coconut right now if i wanted to and i will be but for me it's important to get the community popping no doubt man all right for sure lady hustler right there y'all you see what i'm saying you see it's a lady hustler right there you know um i want to take it a little bit to, to uh, present times right now as far as the, the hip-hop industry okay. and the um, the emergence of female artists dominating the charts uh -huh. like never before. Uh -huh. um, in your opinion as a female MC, why do you think now it's happening now? After all these years, because like I said, MC Light been around, Queen right. Latifah been, been around, around, the list goes on and on, right. on and on. Why is it happening right now? Wow. In your opinion. Powerful question. I love it. It's happening right now because in each generation, there has been a women's movement. 
and each movement grows stronger and more powerful than the last generation. This generation is just the most powerful. With everything that especially happened last year, it forced a lot of us, especially women, to get in our bag, mm -hmm. to get in our power, to get in our confidence, to get in our sexuality. And I believe that, you know, who's dominating those charts is black women. Mm -hmm. For the most part, that you're speaking of and who better than us to kick the doors down in hip-hop to to flood the industry to flood the culture with this black girl magic with this energy and so i believe that the tone a lot of people always speak on like the sexual like the strong sexual tones that's coming through however how do people come through to even have a life on earth they come through the portal absolutely they come through that energy of sex that mm -hmm. sex magic energy and so is a new renaissance is being birthed It's yeah. a new golden era and so I think it's powerful that so many women are dominating the charts I think we write on time and what I also believe is that these women that are on that forefront are opening the doors so so everybody else can just flow through beautifully not everybody has to kick doors down. Not everybody has to bust their ass and get taken advantage of. And so I believe that the doors are opening to let in all types of flavors, to let in brand new lanes. Because there's a lot of dope, like unique women artists as well that are doing some fly shit. And so it's, it's, it's time, it's yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, some of these execs and men that's in a position of power I think it just clicked in their head one day like you know what women like looking at women men like looking at women and it's a lot of talented females out here especially at a time when the industry was taking a dip you know it was becoming a Sasha's fest a little bit too much testosterone uh -huh. mm -hmm. you know what I mean not enough feminine energy to balance it out it has to be balanced right um give me your top five if you can female MCs, any era. Wow, top five women. Yeah. Wow. Well, any era. Any era, now, past, doesn't matter. I mean, of course, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Um, I really did, I really do appreciate um, Nicki. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. It's a beast. Um, you gotta pay homage to Queen Latifah. Oh yeah. She's just real dope. She just she her message was strong, mm -hmm. and I like that she was unafraid mm -hmm. to say. Ladies first. Hey, Ladies first. Yeah. She was unafraid to say those things. And then let me bring it. Let me bring it here. Let me bring it um, to right now. What's really what's really uh, caught my eye. So we got Lauren, Nikki. Latifah. Uh-huh. Um, dang, that's a tough question. I have to pick favorites. Um, I love... Look, right now... I like what Lady London is doing. I, w I don't know if I would say top five, but I just wanted to say that Lady London is doing her motherfucking thing right now with the Lady bars. To close it off, yeah. Who who else is there? 
who's coming through. One more. Um, there's so many I'm always talking about that I love. Yeah, but then. I would give it to. Um, I would give it to who would I give it to? Shit. It's no wrong answer. Okay. It is no wrong answer. Nah, it's not. It, it's just like, wow. Because anybody you would leave off is still okay, great. Okay, let me just right. leave it there. Let me leave it at, um, can I do that? You can leave it at four. Let me, let me do that. And then if anything comes through, um, I'll When we do I'll another interview, well, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give number five okay. from you. For sure. All right, but, so before we wrap up this great interview, I definitely want to get, since you do travel a lot and you put on these, you know, these great spectacles and these great vibey performances has there any been has there ever been anything that was like wow I can't believe that shit just happened or any 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 story you can give the people because we do trade more stories around here all the people that follow the outlaw show y'all know about it and so we're gonna do one with Lizzie Jeff we gotta do one with Lizzie Jeff anything any story that you can give us you know um Wow. At one of your Zen and Kush events, man. Wow. You know what? I'm going to say the Zen and Kush events have thankfully been. Mm. Um, of course, that there's man. always some interesting things that happen because you're playing in that realm of the erotics and the exotics. Um, but as far as wild, there are some things that's coming to mind. I mean, there's been times where there's been like you know, male fans who might be a little overexcited and a little overexcited to see you and meet you. Yeah, and just you know, there was a situation. <laughs> there was a situation one time. It got handled, um, but because you said, "Oh my God, is this happening?" But there was a situation with somebody, and the police pulled up, and I just happened to be out, be outside, and all you see is this guy running down the street and the police officers are chasing him and um you know it sounds he, really he was cutting up he was um he was just uh come it, it had gotten to a point where he was coming to too many shows and this was when i was super Stalk. indie yeah that stock energy yeah um and i didn't i don't even like to speak on it but um but it was the support from the community you know that really showed up that supported um that whole situation um but i realized too even in that energy like this shit is you know you yeah. gotta protect you gotta protect what you're building yeah. and so it just helped me get really tight with the security with right the, the whole situation because yeah, some of these squares can't handle seeing you know uh ladies oh and this was back in the day when i was just doing rap shows Zen and Kush is only Zen and Kush. So this wasn't even that one. Not at Zen and Kush. This was when I was just showing up rapping. Oh, wow. I would just go to any stage that booked me, and I was just rapping. Yeah. This was in my early days before I got the clear vision on Zen and Kush. And Zen and Kush is celebrating its six-year anniversary. Wow, six um, years. In January. Dope. And it's a beautiful experience. And so maybe in the last three years of Zen and Kush, have I taken it to this like more like very sensual like including the erotic arts in it 
So it started off, it still was always a vibe, um, but it has evolved into, because it's, remember, it's a reflection of me and my growth as a woman and how I've been evolving. And so the events evolved with me on my healing journey, different things. And so um, even in even in all the even the crazy shit that happens, it's just always okay. I'm like okay, I got some more work to do. Okay. So it's always you know just that true reflection of me and my lifestyle and where I am in my life. Okay, so speaking of these these epic events that you're doing, Zen and Kush, I wanna I wanna let our our viewers get a little visual of that because I feel like what we're saying is is only giving them just a little piece of what of what goes down at your event. So we got a clip for y'all. We about to play. Set this up real quick for us. When was this in? in, in, in okay, what so we about to see. Right. So this was in Atlanta just a few weeks ago. Presented Kush Tees. Okay. And this particular setup was still your tip Zen and Kush event. However, it was a little more curated to be a little more sensual but intimate. So usually there might be a hundred people. This time there are only maybe forty people. Okay. So it was very intimate, very sexy, very sensual. And so I recently did the remix to Big Purr. Uh -huh. I did my own version. The streets loved it so much. I'm like, I got to do a music video. So because the Zen and Kush events are set up so beautifully, and we put in all that work to like create this gorgeous set design. I said, let's shoot the music video for Big Purr right here. My pole dancer, her name is Nirvana. She lives in Florida. She pulled up. She was looking good. My sax player was there. It was a whole visual like experience. And so this is uh, a clip from that night with the dancers, the gorgeous women in lace lingerie. You might see the rose petals nice. and the dollar bills on the floor right uh -huh. there. It was a beautiful scene, and so um, I had a good time. And that's actually dropping 1212. 12 It's going to be available for the so world. So by the premiere. time y'all seeing this interview, it'll be out in the exactly. world. You'll be able to go on YouTube, everywhere, yep. that Instagram and page. And see it, and it's beautiful. And check too. it out. Yeah, no doubt. It looks amazing. Wow. Yeah. Sexy. Okay. So look, before we get up out of here, um, first, thank you for coming and, and, and bringing us such a a nice energy to the to the set and to the man cave here man bringing some feminine energy up in here man we need more of that hello right. frenzy hello. broadcasting <laughs> shout out to the whole team shout yeah. out to the team i see y'all uh-huh everybody holding space perfectly um what's next for lizzie uh i know you said you, your team is together for 2022 any new music more videos, more yeah. singing Kush events. Yeah. 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 I just had a power meeting with my team a couple of days ago. Beautiful women that's just kicking doors in every chance that they get and, and just creative and brilliant. And what happened at the end of it, we had the schedule um, for 2022 for the Zen and Kush tour. And so my entire year is already booked for 2022. Nice. So we taking Zen and Kush all over the world. Nice. And so uh, oh, yeah, we, we from New Year's to the end of the year. Talk and that so shit. while we doing that, I kicked off the tour this year, 2021, with my album called Prophecies of a Rap Priestess, Volume One, and that was on 420. I did a big release party in LA on 420 shut it down and then I hit the road and I probably hit at least 11 cities uh, for the remainder of the year. Went to Costa Rica, came back everywhere. And so 
on 420-2022, I'm going to drop Prophecies of a Rap Priestess Volume 2. And we're going to be on tour already. So the energy, the alignment is just right. I got my own strain hitting the streets real soon. And I've been working with some powerful women that look like me in the industry that have some big, big major plays popping off. So I got the cannabis hitting the street real soon. Yeah. Uh, the album, the Zen and Kush tour. I wrote a book last year. I'm going to write another one. Um, so I'm, well, I'm writing another one. And uh, I'm going to be releasing that. So it's a lot of beautiful things that's in motion for me. And one thing that I want to speak into existence while we in this space and the energy is so lit and I'm smoking this good ganja is I'm materializing a beautiful, gorgeous home for myself in Miami. I love Miami. I've been on the road for the last three years straight. I moved out of my apartment in LA, put everything in storage and just took the message on the road and it's been powerful. And so even though I will be traveling, I'm looking to curate the same spaces that I do for people all over the world for myself Dope. in a more like, you know, grounded space. So Miami house. 305, she on, on the way. So we're going to do a big push event out there to celebrate. So okay. stay tuned. All right. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned to her. Follow her on all social media platforms. Let them know. Lizzie Jeff, L-I-Z-Z-Y. J-E-F-F, Zen and Kush, Z-E-N-A-N-D-K-U-S-H. And of course, you can find me at lizzyjeff.com. I even got the Lizzie Jeff Masterclass every Monday, y'all. And it's been lit. So Man, let's build, it let's grow. Y'all. Ladies, make sure y'all tap in. Fellas, too, tap in. Keep it all playing, respectful. Y'all know what it is. It's the Outlaw Show. We up out of here, man. See you next time.